Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. The centre of London is preparing for people returning to work from Monday, our so-called Freedom Day. But how many actually will, and how will they get there? public transport system has been readying itself for a rise in passengers, but it's emerged today that those commuters are going to have to pay quite a bit more from January. Tube, bus and overground rail fares are set to rise by about 5%, and that's caused some experts to warn that attempts to encourage people back to the city will be, for want of a better term, derailed. Evening Standard, Jack Kessler's here. The fact that there's a fair rise itself isn't a huge surprise, is it, Jack? This one was pretty much inevitable. That's right. I mean, I don't know about you, but if people give you money, they tend to have a view on how you spend it. Uh, and in this case, this emanates from the most recent bailout agreement struck between Transport for London and the government, which have provided a little over a billion pounds for, for TFL but came with a bunch of strings attached, one of which is a fair rise of RPI plus 1% from next January. Uh, The thing is, with um, inflation looking like it's going to be roughly 4%, that means 5% increase. So it's arguable that perhaps when that deal was signed, they didn't realise it would be quite such a substantial rise. Does that leave any wriggle room to perhaps mitigate it somewhat? Oof, probably not. (laughs) I mean, a bit bit of a hostage to fortune. I mean, ultimately, that's what's in the deal that was struck. You know, other things that was part of it in order to get that billion pounds was, you know, a pay freeze for TFL staff earning over £24,000 a year, cost-sharing deal on Hammersmith Bridge, um, a requirement for TFL to find um, even more cost savings. Theoretically, could there be a change? Of course. But I mean, if you look at the history of relations between City Hall and the government, it seems unlikely that this is a a priority for for Boris Johnson. But Jack, there's going to be a lot of people sitting at home who are thinking, you know, I'm supposed to be going back to work next week. Maybe their bosses are being a bit fluid about whether they need to or not. And suddenly they're thinking, I'm going to have to pay this huge extra bit of money that's not been leaving my pocket for a year and a half. Maybe I just won't go back in. Well, um, that, that may be a conversation for individual employees to have with employers. I mean, I think that uh, the really interesting, I suppose, coincidence is, you know, today Boris Johnson gave a big speech on levelling up. People are, are coming back slowly uh, to the office and over the next few weeks, therefore, more and more people will find themselves back on their daily commute and as Andy Haldane of the uh, lately of the, of the Bank of England has said, there is every prospect that this country 
is poised to recover like a coiled spring. And it's the mission of this government to ensure that insofar as COVID has entrenched problems and deepened inequalities, we need now to work double hard to overturn those inequalities. It comes at the same time as Londoners are, are faced with this additional uh, cost when Boris Johnson is claiming that he's not about spreading jam, but rather this is going to be win-win. So, I mean, in this morning's leader column, we basically say, you know, watch what politicians do, not what they say. I mean, Joe Biden has, has this great line where he says, um, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I will tell you what you value. Show me your budget and I will tell you what you value. And I think always careful to, to look at politicians' budgets and the amount of money they're putting in various places rather than what they're, what they're telling people. Because I think you're seeing quite a, quite a different approach between what Londoners are expected to pay versus potentially money being spent elsewhere. I wonder if uh, some Londoners might be thinking, do you know what, this is uh, a little bit extra that I have to pay, but it might be worth it because they understand that this country has to recover from what we've always been calling this unprecedented situation. We have lost a lot of money. We're going to have to find ways to bring it back, aren't we, Jack? Mm, and, and TfL certainly has lost a lot of money, hence the need for these, these bailouts. TfL gets its funding from four main sources, um, fares income, other income such as commercial activity and income from the congestion charge, grants including business rates and borrowing and cash reserves. And fares income represents the single largest source of its income, uh, about 47% in 2019-20. And that's obviously taken an enormous hit during the pandemic. And obviously, you know, our transport system needs to be paid for. I, I think the issue that Londoners are are facing is that you know those increases should be reasonable, linked to improvements in services, and set by the city's directly elected mayor. And this five percent increase fails on all three of those metrics. Is there a danger it risks pushing people back onto cars, Jack? People are are price sensitive. Although I mean, I'm not sure how much of a difference. It, it, a five even a five percent increase will make i mean people are driving more as a result of covid um it's seen you know as as obviously um more socially distanced than a, than a busy central line train and the mayor's attempts to get more people taking sustainable transport so that's basically public transport or, or walking or cycling um has dipped as a result of the uh of the pandemic and, and a five percent increase certainly doesn't help I wonder if as we now come out of lockdown, as we start to return to well, vaguely normal life, if we're going to be seeing extra charges here and there, if we're going to start seeing a lot more money being paid by the public to you know, cover what's been happening over the last few months. Well, I mean, tax rises feel inevitable. So whether that's around social care, we're going to potentially see a big announcement on social care before the summer, although no one would be surprised if that was um, shelved again, or whether it's, you know, this morning's announcement from a, from a review of a potential sugar and salt tax, or if it's um, higher charges for, for TfL. There, <laughs> we, as a, as a country and as a city, have spent hundreds of billions of pounds fighting COVID-19 We've borrowed a lot more money to, to do so, and that will eventually have to be 
paid back. There's more on this story at standard.co.uk. Follow the live blog to keep up to date with breaking news. That's the Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow at 4pm.